0: Today, I'm so excited to be recording with one of my exo-Brit stylists and Harper Ellis Hair Co. stylists, Riley Craig. Riley is a salon owner and educator based in Springfield, Illinois. I'm honored to have you on the podcast today. Riley, you and I always have so much to talk about, and i have it's been a long time coming. You needed to be on the Word Your Hairdressers podcast, but... Um, we're going to talk all things hair, all things Exo Brit, all things Harper Ellis, all things business, whatever we want to talk about today. So everyone say hey to Riley. Hi. Hello. Thank you for
1: having me.
0: (laughs) Of course. Of course. Um, you and I go way back. We, um, have told this story, you know, a lot, but we met in LA at a hair class. Well, it was basically a salon, a salon owner's business class and, um, you were pregnant with Asher, your boy yes. who is now 4, right? Yes, so crazy. Time flies. I know, time flies. But basically, so we met and it just kind of clicked. It was one of those one of those relationships. You and I have been friends ever since. We were both opening a salon at the same time and it was kind of that it was for me anyway. It was that friend I needed to like call and be like oh no, what's happening? And how do I deal with this? (laughs) Um, So anyway, four years later, I guess it's been four years now or more, and um, we're still friends. And now we are able to call each other and talk all things business and all things that are going on in, in the world and in life. So I'm excited to have you on here because I'm excited for everyone else to hear from you as well. Yes, I wanna, I'm so
1: excited as well. Thank you.
0: Yes, I want to start off by, how about just tell everyone how you got in the hair hair industry and, and why you got into the hair industry. Oh gosh, so I actually have been
1: in the industry for, I want to say, almost nine years now, about eight years. And I actually had a neighbor growing up who was like my second mom, and she actually inspired me. She owned her own salon, and... I would go in her salon and help her fold laundry and I would even like mess with like some color and stuff I shouldn't have been doing, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, That's how I found my creative side with doing hair. And so she really inspired me. So I always thought about doing hair. I also was over my mom in the first grade brushing my hair and yanking on it. So I took (laughs) over that part when I was very young. And Mm -hmm. actually, it's so funny, Kirsten, who works with me, her and I, we go way back. And so she's like, I learned the messy bun because of Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Always laugh about it because we were so little. So yeah, I, you know, just had some people in my life that, you know, inspired me as a child. And I really liked being creative. I really liked fashion. I loved the beauty industry, all things makeup and hair. So that's really how I got into it. And it's been a blessing. I love my career and what I do. And the beauty industry is an amazing industry to be in.
0: Yeah, it really is. The one thing about you is, you know, with all the hairdressers that are listening to this podcast now, Riley is such a, like, she's, yes, yeah, she's an amazing hairdresser. If you look at her Instagram and all of that, you'll see like automatically that color. I feel like color is just your thing. You're so amazing. But then you're also really good at styling. So basically you've got it all. But the one thing about you too is like, you're very business, you know, and I, that's hard to find in this industry. And, you know, I feel like that's almost just as valuable as the the creative side, but you've kind of got it all. So, you know, for sure why I'm really excited for everyone to hear from you. But tell us a little about like your goals whenever you first got into hair. Like what what did you want to do right out of hair school? (laughs)
1: Uh, so funny because when I got out of hair school I actually wanted to do men's cutting or more texture hair with like ethnic hair Um, I went to Paul Mitchell School Chicago and I actually was obsessed every Saturday doing relaxers and blowouts and straightening that was literally my favorite thing to do and so I was like oh yeah I'm gonna go do textured hair and I will never ever forget some extension stylists coming into Paul Mitchell being like you guys need to do extensions because this is where the money's at and this is like the best thing ever and I was like oh heck no there's just no way I could do that job and then you look at me now and that's all I do it's all you do so yeah. You know, those are my goals. And then obviously your goals are always going to change. And you may think in beauty school or right in your career, you're going to do something and then you're going to have a huge pivot point. And you may have many pivot points, especially like me. And that's OK. And that's the thing about our industry. It's always evolving and growing and you're always learning. And so really, I never expected to do what I was doing now. Um, and now I don't even do one men
0: client so (laughs) isn't that funny yeah (laughs) it's funny how we start out and we're like this is what I want to do with my life and you're like that's not at all what we're doing with our lives (laughs) which happens to me every day I feel like I have a new dream every day I think it's I don't know that's kind of probably not good but anyway I do (laughs) we both do I think you and I both have a new dream every day I
1: know I'm like I have this idea you're like I have this idea
0: okay great but yeah so you know got into it obviously Things have changed. You're doing something totally different. So tell us what you are doing now. Like what is your niche and what is, what is like, what is making your living right now and what is satisfying you inside of the hair industry?
1: Yeah. So, I would say what satisfies me is I obviously do a lot of extensions, but there is nothing better than foiling hair. It is so therapeutic to me. Actually, I think you said that a few weeks ago when I was at your salon, Tara. Mm I think you were like, oh, foiling so therapeutic. So for me, I really, really, really love my blondes. I love the time I get to spend with my blondes. I'm super creative when it comes to that. But also, like I said, I love doing extensions. So really... (laughs) How I'm, you know, getting through is really honestly doing color and extensions. And that's been my whole gig for probably, I would say, almost three, four years now. And it's been a huge blessing. So that's where I tend to put all of my creative in is more of your blondes and extensions and I thought it would be hard to kind of build that type of clientele being where I'm at but I have learned that location doesn't really matter they are going to come to you wherever you are no matter where you're at they're going to find a way they're going to get there if they have a job whatever they will figure it out and that is what I have been so lucky and blessed with is here in Springfield I most of my clients travel to me At least eighty percent of them come to me at least. I have probably one from the Chicago land area, and she comes every six weeks. And so, yeah, it's been so great to be in this whole extension world of the industry and also the the color setting of being really creative with color,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I do want to hit on this too. I think you and I and we've had we' both have had this conversation. but like extensions, monetarily changed both of our careers. I mean, to me, extensions is the reason I'm able to make my dream income behind the chair and wouldn't, you'd probably say the same, right?
1: Oh, 100%. And I'll never forget the day I heard about, you know, a class that you and I had, we took Before in the past. And so I actually reached out to you and I was like, Hey, what about this class? I saw you're doing it. And like, you were like, it's changing my life. You need to do this. And so without you, I would have really never had that push to do it. And I had that confidence to just go ahead and do it when I did it. And I had Asher at the time. And I was like, Okay, I got to do something more than working six days behind the chair, 12 hour days, this is not feeding my soul. (laughs) This is actually pushing me away from the industry. And so really, my whole why was because of my son so that I could make good money behind the chair, have a lifestyle that I wanted to live of being with my son, but also traveling because I love to travel. And so yeah, it's been amazing.
0: For sure. And you know, like, whenever you're, and this is, I I say this term, and I know it probably like gets under people's skin a little bit when I do say it, but it's the starving artist like mindset. If you know, we don't get into this industry, because we love to paint hair all day, like that's, if anyone Mm -hmm. says that, then I I mean, I hope someone is paying your bills. But, you know, that's the thing with extensions is I felt like, you know, it kind of, got us to this place where we were enjoying so much with what we were doing. You know, we were able to be creative with extensions, but yet extensions just gave us a whole nother income that we didn't even know was possible in this career And, you know, you have to be paid for what you love to do. Like, even though I know people love it and not everyone does everything for money, it's not really about money. It's about, you know, you have to be paid for what you're doing and you have to be paid well so that you can grow and have other options. And, you know, I know, at least for me, extensions did just that for my career.
1: Oh, absolutely. We all have bills we have to pay at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. a lot of us tend to say, oh, we just love doing hair. And that's fine. I love doing hair. I love being creative. I love my job. However, it's not it's going gonna last to last that long. Right. It's not going to last that long because, you know, like I said, I have a child. I have, a you know, a more of a established life now. And so I right. have bills I have to pay. And that's important
0: yeah absolutely. um so tell me a little bit about um your salon there in springfield like you know what what are you doing now with your salon, and are you guys kind of you know just sticking with the extension niche and like tell me all about that
1: yeah, so we like like Tara said, we're in Springfield, Illinois, and we actually just moved a few months ago at the beginning of the summer. To a new location. We went to a big location down to a much smaller three chair location. And there's just two of us, Kirsten and I. She's been my sidekick really since the beginning. And like I mentioned previously, we've been friends since we were little. And so it's super helpful. We have that good relationship. And whenever I brought her on, I just started teaching her all things extensions. Took her to the Harper Ellis class, or I think she did the online one and she loved it. She said it was the best and she's out here, you know, grinding. She's actually about to have a baby and we every day basically only do color and extensions. So that is what we do. That's what we focus on. That's who we like to bring into our salon. Yesterday, one of my clients said, she was like, if you ever retire or you ever find another gig, she's like, who's going to be the extension expert around us? Because I drive from Champagne, which is an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes away to come see you.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, girl, but if I ever retire, I'm out. <laughs> yes. So that is what <laughs> that is
1: what we are doing. And I do not see us honestly doing anything different in the future. Um, when a guy asks me for my opinion on his haircut, I say, sorry, you have to go to the barber because that is not my thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think any guys want me cutting their hair honestly my husband still trusts me I don't know why but I don't think he cares much so <laughs> yeah they, they
1: don't care they're like just yeah. cut it we don't want to go pay for one <laughs>
0: yeah and I don't think my husband will leave me a bad review so I think mm-hmm. you know I'll do that but that's it <laughs> that's the great um, thing about it they'll leave you a good review <laughs> exactly so yeah so recently you you know you've been doing Harper Hair Co for you know the method and Doing the hand tied extensions for so long, and that's been your thing. And recently, you've kind of dove into our new um, Exobra Aldine line with the clip ins. Tell us a little bit about like both and what they both can do for your business as far as like targeting those certain clients.
1: Yeah, so obviously, you know, you'll have a client that wants an extension break, or you'll have a client who you know, for instance, especially right now in the world we're living in, they're just kind of like being very cautious with their money. And so they're like, oh, I want, you know, a different option for a while. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it. And so, you know, the clip-ins with the EXO Brit are great for somebody who doesn't have the option right now to be able to have the hand tied and get those, you know, the maintenance every six to eight weeks. And all I have to say is – I was never a huge cook bin person, but I put one one head of these in and I was like, sending you pictures even like I'm shook yeah. like this is I'm like, this is what this did. This girl has hair like that is to her chin. And we just put in 18 inches. I don't remember what <laughs> length it was, maybe 16. And I was like, Oh, my goodness. I'm like, so in that moment, I realized, okay, we have to be able to incorporate something like this more for those clients that need a change in their you know hair, and so hmm. I actually had a friend who was moving back home to Boston, and she is a nurse and she has nobody near her in Boston that could do hand tight extensions. So, if you're listening to this and you do this, please contact me because yeah. she is, was dying to, you know, find a hairstylist, and she was like, I'm super picky, I've been coming to you since I moved to Springfield, and so. I said, you know what, why don't we just go ahead and color your hair before you move and order the extensions and we'll put in the exo Brit. And Mm -hmm. she was even like, oh, I don't know, like, how this is going to work for me. But we put those in. They blended so beautifully. She loves them. They're easy, quick. She can go work her nursing shift without extensions and go home and go out later and put her extensions in. And she thinks that they are just stunning. So it's definitely a great option, especially for situations like that
0: for sure well and then did you custom cut these to like blend with her hair yes so did she love the guide about how you know it's going to tell her basically how to reinstall in the same exact places um so that your cut doesn't get like all out of whack have you ever experienced that where you've had like a clip-in client come in and you cut them and then they come back and they have like a long strand because they didn't (laughs) put them back in the right spot
1: Right. And honestly, I think that was the most genius thing that you guys could have ever done because you'll have your typical client who just goes and picks up any type of clip ins and they don't know what they're doing with them. Exactly. Really? Like you said, so educating your clients and teaching them on how to use these different various of options for them is actually really nice and ha- uh, handy. And it's so helpful because for them, they're like, Oh, wow, we never expected anything like this. Like it tells you the color and what, yeah. what, how many clips and where it goes and so that yes that is like a huge wowser for people where they're like oh my gosh like the pretty yeah. everything
0: well thank you I mean that's why it was funny the other day one of our other exo brit stylists she was like I can tell a stylist is behind this brand because that is the most genius thing I've ever heard because my clients yeah. will I'll cut them to blend and then they'll bring them back and they're like I have this long strand and I'm like Yeah, girl, because you put that top piece on the bottom now and they're all switched up. So that's been one of our like favorite things about this, um, you know, clip in brand is just how user friendly it is for our clients specifically.
1: Right. And, you know, I am so glad that you came out and created Harper Ellis and the Exo Brit and you've put that, you know, thought into everything because it is important. And, you know, three, four years ago when we were all like struggling trying to even find a hair company to, you know, be there for us and give us that support was really discouraging and so like sad to me. And so to have the, you know, resources for somebody that owns a company that is a stylist standing behind what they believe in and their company, I mean, you answer the phones, you have, you have two phones every time I see you and you, you are the owner and you're answering the phone. And so (laughs) to me, our, our industry really needed something where we had more of a stylist owned hair extension company so that yeah. the stylist could be there talking to the other stylists, you know, even educating them on what they needed. So that was, right. that's excellent.
0: Right. And I know that, you know, when you and I started out in this extension world, we, you know, we buying hair and doing, you know, business with people that weren't stylists at all. And, you know, it's kind of like going to your lawyer and getting a root canal. Who would do that? so um, right (laughs) you know it's just like um it makes sense i mean you know you want to a stylist needs to be behind um you know everything all things hair we are the hair experts and we've put the time and the money into educating ourselves and learning the ins and outs so you're right it is i will agree it's very important absolutely so um the one thing I love to ask everyone on this podcast is: Have you ever experienced someone? Um, and Of course, we all know, you know what the, the weirdest hairdresser's podcast was based on, and it's been the stereotype of the haird- of the hairdresser, you know, and how people think that we um, don't make money. LOL. Um, and we are just go to work and I don't know, paint hair every day. That's also funny, but, um, tell me, like, have you ever experienced that where, you know, someone has kind of stereotyped you for being, you know, just a hairdresser? Um,
1: it happened to me whenever I was in Springfield one night, a few months ago, some guy heard us over talking to a financial advisor at dinner and I was telling them, you know, my numbers and he just jumped across the like bar table and was like, excuse me, you make what, what, what do you do for a living? And I was like, I'm a hairstylist. And he was like, you're just a hairstylist. Like you make that much money being a hairstylist. That's insane in Springfield. And he's like freaking out. Well, his (laughs) wife was a hairstylist. And so we sat there talking and I, and I was just like, Oh my gosh. And she's like, I just can't believe you make that much money. And so, you know, I feel like it happens more often than what we tend to experience but when we do experience somebody questioning us on what we you know are wearing kind of like your story of how you created Mm -hmm. we're just hairdressers of you know the guy I think you were in Vegas and the guy next to you said that to you and it's like when somebody tells you like oh you're just a hairstylist or you do hair and you you have a Louis Vuitton or you have a Gucci bag or you're wearing that and it's like how do you apply that Well, let me explain to you, it's actually kind of like really heartbreaking. It's like, why is our why do people think that we're nothing? And why do they think that we don't make money? And we can't have goals and dreams in our industry. And so I've definitely experienced that a lot.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I still experience it. People are like, what do you do? What are you doing? I just recently met with, um, you know, a contractor that is redoing our our new Harperless headquarters by the way I haven't even announced that we're about to get a new headquarters and so um yeah he was like wait a second I need you to like go through what what you guys are doing down there and it's just kind of funny you know so which I love to tell people you know it doesn't doesn't hurt my feelings to tell people how cool we are so right now (laughs) <laughs> and you're so doing tell us what's... all
1: for the stylist you're doing it all for everybody in the industry which is great uh,
0: Exactly, exactly. so tell us what's next for you I know you've got some big projects on the horizon and or tell us as much as you can I know you can't probably spill everything but you know I just want people to be inspired by um, people like you that are wanting to grow and do something big and awesome
1: well sh- should we t- should we say should we tell them a little bit of the goals
0: you can yeah <laughs> tell us a little bit about your goals as much as you want well... to <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say as much as I want to. So um, obviously it's not like out there, out there, but I feel like people do know of it just from speaking to other people in the industry. However, the last, I, I don't know, I would say maybe almost two years, I've just been pretty upset with the quality of different products. And I feel like we as hairstylists are always searching for something that works really good on our clients, especially extension clients.
0: And, products as far know, as, um, like, like hair, specific products.
1: Hair care, shampoo, conditioner, your, you know, mainly your shampoos, conditioners, and masks, because right. all of the extensions need so much more moisture, and mm-hmm. there's just such a lack of that. And so, you yeah. know, I've always really been into the whole chemistry and ingredients of the products. I remember learning all of that in Paul Mitchell and being very intrigued, especially box color versus Salon quality color. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it's always been really important to educate my clients. I also feel like there's a lack of education that our clients don't get taught from their stylist behind the chair on, on the products that they're using, why they're going to use them on the extensions. What's so important about them for the extensions. And so I actually am in the works of creating a hair care line and I want to basically direct it, make it specifically for extensions. I guess you could say is exactly what I want it to be because that's my, my love. That's what I love to do behind the chair. So that is my next goal. And that is what we're working towards. And while I would love to explain so much more, I could just say, stay tuned. Um, yeah, for, for sure. all of the stylists that are, you know, searching for something, We are really trying to make it the best that we can because if you're gonna, you know, talk about a product and have all the pretty things, the product best perform. (laughs) So that is what we're working on now and it's a process, but I really yeah, I really enjoy (laughs) it if you want my honest opinion. So yeah, so just stay tuned and we can chat more about all of those things, but that is what's next for me.
0: Yeah, well I'm so excited. It is so true though. Every day, you know, our DMs is full of like what products do you recommend for our extension clients? And, you know, of course I tell them my best ones, but, you know, a lot of times to be honest, you know, I pull, I have to pull from like different lines because not just one line is okay for extensions. And so, you know, I think it's genius. I think that's such a niche that we need to fill and let's find something our extension girls can just take care of that hair with.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just looking forward to the day that we have a huge word just hairdresser's convention or hair show oh, and we too. all can like bring all of our fun creativeness together
0: <laughs> just it's and, happening like, I can feel it 2022 we're, we're gonna do the dang thing because well, I'm just there. sick of putting it off and I'm sick of like you know I don't know yeah. we, we need to just do it we're doing it it needs <laughs> to
1: just happen
0: <laughs> yes it does well Riley I've been so excited to talk to you on here today and I'm just excited for all of our listeners to hear from you Tell everyone where they can follow you and keep up with you because I'm inspired and I know they will be too.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You can actually follow me on Instagram. My handle is hair by Riley Craig and I do have a salon account, Rye and Co Salon and follow us on there. That's how you can keep up with me. And I really appreciate you guys listening and Tara. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate you having me on today. I love chatting with you all things hair and business and I couldn't thank you more for this opportunity.
0: Oh, thank you, Riley. I'm just excited for everyone to hear from you. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you've enjoyed listening to the Weirdress Headdressers podcast, make sure you subscribe to our channel and leave a review to let us know your thoughts. Thanks for listening to episode 20 of the Weirdress Headdressers podcast. I'm Tara Harville reminding you that building wealth from behind the chair is attainable.